At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIM Primetime. Hour two of VSIM Primetime is underway. Welcome back into the show here on VSIM, the sports betting network. Presented by BetMGM. I'm your host, Andy Burke, filling in for Tim Murray and Sean King. Alongside me, it is Adam Burke. You can follow him on Twitter at Skating Tripods, myself at Danny Burke 5, and of course, VSIN on the tweets at VSIN Live. We're carrying over our conversation of baseball to start off hour two, and nobody better to discuss it with than our guy Jeff Erickson over at RotoWire at Jeff underscore Erickson on the tweets where you can catch him. Jeff, my man, happy to be talking with you once again. That means baseball is around the corner. And before we get into specific teams, tell me your thoughts here on all these different changes, the restrictions, the bases getting bigger, uh, the shift being banned, all of those things. How have you taken that so far into how that's going to affect the game? And then from a betting standpoint, naturally, you know, I think it's going to affect things things more earlier rather than later. Players find a way, teams find a way to adapt. There's always the law of unintended consequences, so there will be things that we don't realize are going to happen. Teams are going to adjust accordingly. However, I do think the pitch clock is going to be a pitch clock. Excuse me, is going to be a big deal. I think that especially with closers, relievers, max effort pitchers, they have less time to recover between pitches. They're going to have a, a worse time holding on runners. You're going to see more stolen bases between the pitch clock. Uh, the limited number of interruptions, as I like to call them, stepping off the mound, throwing to first, whatever you want to, uh, whatever movement you do, uh, you're limited. You're given two free ones per plate appearance. Then that third one is either a, you either catch the runner or it's a balk. So you're going to see more stolen base attempts. You're going to see more pitch outs. You're going to see more balks, especially with MLB. Like 
say, stating last week that there's going to be an emphasis on enforcing the Bach rule and highlighting like Kevin Gossman, poor Kevin Gossman, getting us uh, signaled out like that. Um, it's going to be kind of a mess. Uh, you know, MLB uh, umpires, there were, I think, seven crew chiefs are required rather than deal with all these new rules. Yeah, and something else, speaking of umpires, I saw this, I think it was maybe The Athletic had something about this, 10 new umpires in Major League Baseball this season yeah, as well. A lot right. of the veteran guys, you know, kind of retiring, sort of some of them maybe being phased out a little bit. You know, so you got some guys coming up now that are very familiar with these rules that they've been using at the minor league level. But, Jeff, I want to elaborate on something you said because I think it's a really high-level point and something that I start thinking about as well. The max effort relievers and the la and the lack of time between pitches – we could see, theoretically, a little bit of a drop in velocity from some guys, which means maybe a little bit of a drop in strikeout percentage. So we could see more balls in play late in games, which is something that we really haven't seen in the era of specialization. Adam, we're on a wavelength on that one there. Absolutely. That's exactly what I was thinking, because you see the growing, growing trend in baseball has been for like the last 10 to 15 years, where we've added the average fastball velocity by about four miles an hour, I think, over the last 15 years. Uh, and there's a huge correlation between high strikeout rate and velocity increases, a decrease in batting average. You're right. We're going to see more balls in play. And then once we do get balls in play, we have the, the shifting restrictions where you have to have two guys on each side of the of second base, four guys with their feet on the dirt in the infield before the pitch is delivered. Uh, you can bring in an outfielder to the infielder infield, but you can't do the opposite. No Manny Machado on right field. Uh, but you will see perhaps like the White Sox do some crazy shifting in the outfield because they've got Luis Robert patrolling center field. Uh, teams that have uh, the that have had like lesser range infielders been able to cover that up with the shift, they're going to get exposed a little bit more. I'm, I'm thinking like Brandon Lau on the Rays, a team that's been expert at positioning their players. They might suffer a little bit early on. So, Jeff, I see here on my notes, uh, you have a mention of the Chicago Cubs, and I don't know if you're being nice to me or you're getting my hopes <laughs> up, but apparently they fit into the bill of one of the teams that you have is trending up this season. And I'm a little unknown how to think about this team. Of course, they didn't do the big spending like they kind of promised, but they did gather a bunch of players who I guess you would probably classify as like, you know, slightly above average, I suppose, at best. I mean, Cody Bellinger, for example, you're taking a flyer on him at no cost, really, and in a hitter's ballpark. Maybe it's a good change of pace, but why do you think the Cubs could be on the up? Uh, no, they added a number of useful players. You're right. Mm -hmm. They're not stars, with the exception of Dansby. Uh, you know, I will brook no ill uh, comments towards Dansby Swanson. I love him. He's been huge for me in the last couple of years. But, uh, no, I understand he's he wasn't the biggest name among shortstops on the free agent market, but I think that's a good signing. Uh, does create this chain of events that it means that Nico Horner has to play somewhere else besides shortstop, for instance, there. But they have options. The one thing I didn't like was them signing retread first baseman to block Matt Mervis. Uh, I, I don't understand that. I don't know under, why they had to go get Hosmer and Mancini yeah. uh, to go out and block him. But, uh, you know, Jamison Tyon's an ups, upgrade over what they're getting at their starting rotation. I think they have a team full of second and third starters. In the NL Central, that's pretty darn good. I mean, the Reds and the Pirates are actively not trying. You have Phil Castellini out there complaining about them running a nonprofit organization uh, and just the uh, impediments to being in a quote-unquote small market team when you're a billionaire, for crying out loud. Uh, sorry, a little editorial comments there, but I might be a, a bit of Reds fan. Um, but And the Brewers, they're backsliding. Uh, they, they traded away Hunter Renfro to save some money. They, you know, they, they traded away Josh Hader at the trade deadline last year to much consternation in the clubhouse, and you could see the immediate effect afterward with just the attitude on the team. Uh, they had a bitter, drawn-out uh, arbitration fight with Corbin Burns where they beat him, but at the same time, 
they poison the well for maybe the future on him. It's not a happy time in Milwaukee right now. Another team that you have trending up here, and interestingly enough, we just talked with Will Hill in the previous segment about how he likes the Angels under their season win total, which when you have Trout and Otani, you, that shouldn't happen. Like That shouldn't be part of the discussion, but it is for the Angels. And one of the reasons that Will mentioned, a team that you have trending up here, the Texas Rangers, where for the first time yeah. in forever, they actually have five legitimate major league starting pitchers in their rotation. Yeah, you're exactly right. And that's why I like them better than I did last year when I think they were an easy under last year. I still worry about the bottom third of their lineup, uh, but I think their bullpen's sneakily better than it used to be, and they have five legit starters. Now, John Gray's got to stay healthy. I mean, that wasn't a thing that happened last year. Uh, same thing holds true uh, just, the you know, with DeGrom, obviously, and he's already had an irritation in his side, so we have to worry about that. But, you know, you get 25 starts from DeGrom, you're putting an ace at the top of that rotation. That's a completely different rotation than it was last year. And I'm excited to kind of see what they can do with that. Uh, 82 and a half, I think, is what I've been seeing with the uh, with, with the Rangers, and I kind of like that win total. I saw the Angels at 80 and a half. And, you know, the thing with the Angels, it's always the details. It's always the parts in between. And it was their lineup was tragic last year, especially after Rendon got hurt. So I can see why he, uh, Will likes the under on the angels. I could see that there a lot. Um, I do think they are better positioned than they were last year, but they need a lot of things to go right. Senior editor at Rotowire, Jeff Erickson, joining Adam Burke and myself here on Beeson primetime. And Jeff, I want to switch over into your neck of the woods there in sunny California. I know you're not necessarily a fan of the team, but you know, you, keep close quarters with them being there. And this is a San Diego Padres I'm referring to. They are 10 to one at BetMGM to win the world series, adding a bunch of pieces, not only close to the deadline last year, but in this off season, adding Bogarts and some other names. Do they live up to the hype? Does it happen right away? Is it going to take some time to marinate? What do we think is going to happen in San Diego? Yeah, I think year two of Soto in San Diego will be better. Juan Soto in San Diego will be better than uh, initially after the trade. There was so much tumult over uh, whether he was going to accept uh, accept the Nationals' offer on a contract extension, whether he was going to get traded or not. I think that affected the season greatly. I think he'll be a little bit better this year. And man, they, they just added more to that lineup there. Xander Bogarts in that lineup's great, although I don't think it's great that he's playing shortstop, guys. Uh, I, I do worry about that a little bit. I'd rather see Hassan Kim at short and Bogarts maybe elsewhere. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, I mean, that's a scary, scary lineup. The Padres actually have a higher payroll than the Dodgers this year, which is just remarkable, mind-blowing stuff when you think about the respective markets. Uh, but the Dodgers also have kind of said, like, eh, we're going to win 95 games with this roster. We're fine. And it's all about getting into the tournament. We saw last year they had this massive, great regular season, but they weren't well-prepared for the playoffs. This actually may give the Dodgers a little bit more flexibility at the deadline to add that bigger player than they might have had otherwise. Plus, they just have a loaded farm system, too. So really looking forward to seeing this race between the two. I think the Padres, I, I do think that they are going to – I mean, I think if you look at most win projections, they're right there with the Dodgers maybe a game behind. And I think that's probably accurate. One team where you're looking with kind of a glass-half-empty approach, and they've made some negative headlines here over the last week or so, is Milwaukee Brewers. Not yeah. only the Corbin Burns thing, but also now Aaron Ashby out for quite a while with a bad shoulder. Is I mean, obviously, you didn't really like think too highly of this team before all that happened, right? I love the pitching. I love their ability to develop pitching, but I hated like what their 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 moves. I I feel like they're they've closed they've blown a window where they have Woodruff and they have Burns at the top of that rotation. They have a number of other really good arms in that rotation, and they had Hater. They had a good bullpen. But they just wouldn't make that one big thing. And, you know, Christian Yelich, 
you know, turning into a shell of himself the last three years. I don't think he's coming back. I think that's enough time to uh, kind of con concede that he's not going to back to be an elite player. And he was their big contract, too. They gave him the big contract. But still, they're way behind a lot of teams in the NL, let alone just in baseball, in terms of spending. Can't afford other big bat, and they didn't do it. They have a number of useful guys. They, you know, they're they're trying to play Moneyball, and I don't think that's adequate enough. I think they need more. Again, that's Jeff Erickson at Jeff underscore Erickson, where you could follow him along on Twitter, catch all of his baseball content over at RotoWire. Jeff, a pleasure as always. Looking forward to the season where we'll be discussing some MLB action, plenty more. But until then, take care, my friend. All right, always fun, guys. Thanks. Absolutely. There he is, Jeff Erickson. Uh, Adam, before we hit this quick break, really, really quickly, you and I were kind of talking about this off-air. Chicago White Sox, kind of a team that I don't want to say flying under the radar, but maybe it's not getting discussed enough. Kind of the distractions they're dealing with, what we expect out of them in Chicago on the south side. 83 and a half is their win total at BetMGM. Yeah, to be honest with you, I could spend an entire segment talking about the Chicago White Sox. I mean, last year, injuries all over the place. Eloy Jimenez basically missed half the year. Tim Anderson was missing time. Yohan Moncada said he came back too early, one of not playing overly well. Tony La Russa was a terrible yeah, fit ugh. for that team. New manager, new hitting coach, and I like the new hitting coach. He was assistant with the Braves. Also, Chris Johnson, who recently retired as the assistant hitting coach. The more I started looking at Chicago, the more interested I got in this team. But again, 83 and a half is, is a pretty big number where they still need a lot of things to go right. Yeah, that they do. A lot of good names on paper. Can they execute it on the field remains to be seen. When we return here on VEASAN Prime Time, let's segue onto the hardwood. How's the second half of the NBA season looking like? Adam and I will be talking about that next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge 
indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey folks, you interested in some new podcasts? Well, here at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, we've got you set up with a VEASAN hockey betting podcast beginning. Myself, Danny Burke, and Andy McNeil taking you through a couple episodes a week, talking game by game, looking into the futures market. Our first episode debuted today, so make sure you check it out wherever you get your podcasts available, talking all things with the puck and Adam over here. Adam, you guys got a nice little college basketball podcast yourselves at the most important time of the year. We'll do uh, another episode tonight, actually, after the completion of TCU in Kansas. So that's with host Tim Murray. Uh, I'm on the Monday show, and then Tim and Matt Humans do a show, I believe, on Thursday. So, uh, and then also, you know, we group the, uh, the College Hoops Challenge into our mm. podcast channel as well. Very nice. Three Very episodes nice. a week. Good stuff. Once again, he is Adam Burke. I am Danny Burke. The show is VEASAN Primetime. We are filling in for Tim Murray and Sean King, and we are live here at the Circus Sportsbook in Fremont. Uh, look, Adam, we were talking about this college basketball game with Louisville and Duke. It was a little bit steeper of a lead, but Louisville was up like 18 to 10. Now it's 18 to 14, but on the live line at BetMGM, Duke now just laying 11 and a half. Netwell now just bumped up to 12 and a half. Uh, total at 143 in the hook. You and I were talking about this off air. I mean, this is why it's a, kind of a reach to lay so many points in a lot of these basketball games in general, but I would say especially with these college kids. Yeah, I mean, you get off to a slow start. Louisville's up by eight or whatever it was. And, you know, then all of a sudden that full game line is 26. So you really need Duke to get things going here. And it appears that maybe they have. Louisville's gone into a little bit of a scoring drought. But, yeah, laying big numbers is really tough. There, there are a few factors you need to look at when you're laying big numbers the first one is the pace of the game because it's really hard to cover 17 18 points in a game played to you know 67 68 possessions something like that kind of the national average you just don't have a lot of time to really build up margin so I tend to shy away from those big numbers unless it's going to be an up-tempo game where it's just like an up-tempo game and one offense is really pathetic something like that but yeah, it's really tough to lay those big numbers. But uh, speaking of laying numbers, you're up one nothing here with the, the Penguins in the Islanders game. Yeah, that's what we like to see. So Pittsburgh just puts one between the pipes. They're up 1-0 early. It's the one bet I got tonight on the ice. So, uh, yeah, hopefully Pittsburgh can hold on here. I, I didn't have the best uh, result yesterday, Adam, because I had the Winnipeg Jets against the Devils. 
Winnipeg gave up an own goal. They were up 1-0, and they scored on themselves 1-1. Then they had a 2-1 lead going into the third and gave up two goals. So hoping to recover from that. We'll see. It's always fun, isn't it? It's uh, it's, it's it's fun, but it's frustrating and <laughs> roller you know, coaster of emotion. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's uh, I I had, you know, I talked about this over the weekend. You know, last week I think I had four college basketball games I lost by a point. Jeez. Now, of course, some of them, you know, writing an article like I do every day over at Vison.com, like I try to put it out at a similar time every day, right? right? So I have to take whatever the number is in the market at that point in time, and sometimes the line's gonna move. Or overnight, the line was better, but you know I can't, I can't produce an article, put it out at you know around noon Eastern time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, well, you should have taken this last night, like I did at whatever the number was. <laughs> so, you know, that's one of the challenging things too about yeah. about this business is True. you know if you write, if you're creating content, you can't always shop around for the best line. And there were some games I would have pushed, one that I would have won if I'd had the best of the number. But you know, you can't always do that when you're. Talking about games on a show like we're doing right now or when you're writing about them. Adam Burke, man of the people. But, hey, you're right. I mean, transparency is key. It's it's tough. and uh, It's it's like the Louisville Duke game, right? <laughs> like, you, you could have had 19 and a half or yep. 20. You know, if you're betting it right before the game, it's 17 and a half. Mm-hmm. I mean, the chances of it falling 18 aren't that great. But every point matters. Right. Yes. <laughs> and that's why the value of having all these different sports books available to you is so key. Do your due diligence. Set yourself up. You may not want to do the process of it, but it's better to have all these uh, all these books available to shop around, especially when you're looking at these marquee games. I mean, we talk about the Super Bowl, right? I mean, the props, there's so many differences. And again, you may not think a half point, a point, the odds make that much of a difference. But over time, you're going to look back and be like, hey, I could have got a point better. And that's the difference from a win and a loss. Right. And look, I mean, it's about, what, 720 Eastern time or so here. Numbers are already out for tomorrow's college basketball card. But what percentage of, of betters are looking at them right now? They're watching the games that are going on tonight. They're, you know, maybe live betting or making some plays on the late game, stuff like that. Not looking at the overnight lines for the games for tomorrow where there may be some lines out there that are mispriced. You know, there may be a two, two and a half, three point line move. There was a three and a half point line move today in uh, Howard and Morgan State. Now, your average better is not betting Howard and Morgan <laughs> State, but a three and a half point line move in a college basketball game at this time of the year is nuts. But, you know, if, if you're doing this for fun and for entertainment, you don't really care about looking at overnights. Well, hey, speaking of fun and entertainment, <clears throat> the NBA All-Star game last night, did you get involved? No, didn't even watch it. You didn't, didn't miss anything? No. In, in fact, like if I wasn't, if I didn't fill in on air on Saturday, I probably would have completely forgot about the NBA All-Star game. You know, sometimes like toward the end where they're competitive, where they have <clears throat> to reach the mark, and it's like two guys who are clearly in the running for the MVP, that's kind of fun. But, I mean, LeBron got injured. Giannis didn't even play because of his injury. And clearly, at whatever point it was going to be Jason Tatum, it stopped being fun. And people were saying, I mean, who were playing in the game, I can't recall who, but they were saying, hey, it was a glorified layup line. And that's pretty much what it was. So the under didn't hit? Uh, I actually don't know, but I assume it did not. Because when I looked at the in-game one time, it adjusted pretty heavily. To uh, full game total was 324 and a half. Yeah. They scored four, what, almost 400 points. No, 369. Nice. 359? I don't know. I can't do math. <laughs> well, the overhit, we're pretty sure. Uh, Adam, looking in. First team to 182 wins? Yeah. That's how they played it? Because they do some kind of like average, right? It's it's a whole okay. process that 
we clearly don't pay enough attention to. <laughs> but what we will be paying attention to as we try to transition here, but keeping it in the NBA, second half of the season, my man. Uh, we talked a little bit about the breaking news at the beginning of the show. Some other news happened. Nobody's going to care. Just me, I guess, because I'm a Bulls fan. Patrick Beverly intending to sign with the Bulls. We know that Russell Westbrook looking to sign with the Los Angeles Clippers. With this futures market, uh, right now, the Celtics are your short shot at BetMGM, Adam. They're 3-1, to plus 115 to come out of the East. The Suns plus 425. The Bucks are plus 550. The Nuggets 7-1. to Then you get into the double-digit realm. The Clippers 10-1. to The Sixers 11-1. to Let me ask you this. I guess if I gave you a $100 bill right now, I said go pick one team to win the championship, where would you be putting it? I'd be pocketing the $100 is what I'd be doing. Oh, that's fair. I, I, I think that's probably a... <laughs> Better investment is just pocket it, or maybe I'll go. I and he wouldn't know, even have to tell game. me, and realistically, you know. Right? I just be like, yeah, I, I took uh, I, I took the 76ers. Thanks for the 100 bucks. No, I mean, honestly, <laughs> like, if if Giannis is healthy, I would have to go with the Bucks at least at this point in time. Now, of course, I don't know exactly how the Eastern Conference standings are going to shake out, but I would probably, in a playoff series, I think I'd rather face Philadelphia than Cleveland. Just because Cleveland is just so, I mean, they're young. They're relentless defensively. They're the top team in the league in defensive rating. Like, Boston's going to have to go through Milwaukee and Cleveland. And for Milwaukee, I think I'd rather just have to go through Philadelphia first and then end up playing Boston. So I think it'd be Milwaukee at, at plus 550 would be the one that I would take if you gave me 100 bucks. But as I said, I'd be much more likely to pocket it. By the way, did you guys, did you and your buddies ever dress up as Bill Swirsky and the Super fans when you were growing up or no? <laughs> Uh, not like collectively as a group, but I did have plenty of friends and who still do. I like the segue, by the way, it's hilarious. <laughs> and then they would do it for like Halloween, right. right? That would be the biggest thing. Uh, when they go to bears games, sometimes the last, so actually the first and the last time I've been to a bears game, we did bears onesies. It was a colder okay. day. So we had the bears theme onesies did not do the Swirsky gang, but do yeah, the, I've had did, some the Ditka too. mustache. I just have my own mustache That's myself. Fair. It doesn't live That's up true. to the hype, of course, but <laughs> Britain witnessed it when I was doing Rush Hour back in the day. You know, had the mustache every once in a while, but yeah. It's a good way to work in Chicago because yeah. the Bulls are 500 to 1. So Don't bet it. Don't bet it. <laughs> no. Not even worth it. No. Not, um, not even worth a free $100 bet? No, no. No, thank you. I whatsoever. mean, they might make the play-in tournament. Well, so they have those odds. I think it was at DraftKings. They have the odds to participate in the play-in game and Jeff Harles and I were looking at this last week. And some teams actually have some decent value for it. I know we'd have to pull it up. But the Bulls were like maybe like plus 150 or something. And I said, look, I wouldn't shock anyone if they missed it. But just being like a relatively not talking about the 90s, of course, in my lifetime, when I was actually cognizant watching the Bulls, a suffering Bulls fan where they get your hopes up and nothing happens. They're going to do well enough, Adam, to make the postseason, like make the playing game, and then they'll lose. But it'll be enough for the front office to say, nah, we still feel good about about our team, about our roster. We didn't need to trade anyone at the deadline. It's just how it's going to go. I mean, it's a plus money bet, though, mm. right? I guess so. Not as a fan, but yeah. As a better, <laughs> it probably would be. Um, in terms of... I, I swear, you're... It, tortured Bulls fan. I'm a Cleveland fan. I know. it's tough. The Cavs are good this year, though. They're the Cavs are, right. The Cavs are good. I mean, they're not going to yeah. win, but they are they, good They need year. the one year of playoff experience before they have the legit chance, I would say. I, they just need another superstar. Maybe Garland can be a superstar. It's a superstar-driven league, which is why I, I honestly yeah. don't really put too much time or emphasis into the NBA. I hear you. That's just me. Yeah. That, that's why we have JBT. 
He That's does right. a great job with it. Yeah. Jonathan Von Tobel, folks, at me, JVT. Check out his content covering the NBA at vsin.com. All right, coming next here on VSIN Primetime, let's talk a little bit more NFL. Sam Munson over at PFF hopping up. Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college hoops, well, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to all of our daily recaps of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and daily props are all available. So don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe right now and you can sign up for just $9.99. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into the show. It is VEASAN Prime Time, live out of the Circus Sportsbook. Danny Burke, Adam Burke, filling in for Tim Murray and Sean King. Happy to be with you and happy to bring in our next guest over at PFF, Sam Munson at uh, Sam, or excuse me, at PFF underscore Sam. So, uh, Sam, at the beginning of the show, we were talking a little bit about the NFL draft, discussing what the Bears may be doing, who's going to be the first quarterback selected. You had an interesting tweet about quarterbacks that Chris Ballard has installed as season starters for Indianapolis. And we were talking about Jim Bob Cooter and the type of quarterbacks he's worked with. So long story short, we're getting into, you know, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. And Bryce Young is the favorite. Maybe there's some value with C.J. Stroud, depending on how everything shapes out with the Bears in that number one pick. What are you envisioning for the quarterback market in the draft? Yeah, it, it's a fascinating group of uh, of draft quarterbacks this year because I think Bryce Young's tape is by far the best of any of these quarterbacks. Like he's night and day better than I think anybody else, even C.J. Stroud with his uh, overall numbers. I just think Young's tape is fantastic, but he's going to be maybe unprecedented small. Like I know he's listed, I think, at what, six foot, 194, something like that. I think a more realistic outlook for his size is going to be like 5'10", 180. Um, 180 being real weight, not whatever he can pack on and water weight for the combine weigh-ins. He's tiny. Like we're talking smaller than any other quarterback you can think of. Smaller than Kyla Murray, smaller than Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Doug Flutie, whoever it is you want to bring up. And the league has only really trended in the other direction for quarterback size. You know, they're still looking for guys that are six foot four, 230 pounds. So his size is going to turn some teams off. And the only question is how much, because I think you have to jump quite a long way from his tape to the next best guy, whoever you think that is. And I'm, I'm sure there are some teams that are going to love Stroud as the guy that sort of ticks the, ticks the prototypical size boxes. I think Will Levis is going to get a lot of interest though as well, because if you're, a team that doesn't like 5'10", 180, you're going to gravitate to the guy that's 6'3", 235, and, and looks the part, even if his tape you know, isn't anywhere near where Bryce Young's is. Sam, I guess the big domino here, as we've kind of been talking about, is are the Bears serious 
about trading Justin Fields? And if they are, do they have a preference between Young and Stroud? And it would certainly appear that they do have a preference towards Bryce Young. But do you think there's any validity to this idea that they would trade Justin Fields and start over again at the quarterback position? I think it's possible. Remember, like this is not the the same group that drafted Justin Fields. They're not tied to this guy. And last offseason, every move they made screamed, we have no faith in Justin Fields, or at least we don't have um, you know, a clear positive amount of faith in Justin Fields. We're going to strip this roster down. We're going to get rid of everything of value. And then we're going to see what happens next year. We're probably going to end up drafting a quarterback. And then you got the season that they had, which was bad in terms of wins and losses. But we did see something from Justin Fields. Largely, it was on the ground, but we also saw some flashes of ability as a passer. And they're still kind of in no man's land of knowing exactly what they have in him because they don't have a receiving core that he can make work, really. It's just not good enough. They don't have an offensive line that's really good enough to function. So they're still in this little strange world of not really knowing what he is. And now they're two years into this contract, which is, you know, essentially 50% of the cheap money for a rookie quarterback deal with the number one overall pick and the chance to pick the best quarterback in this draft. So I think it's definitely a conversation that needs to be had and needs to be played out and sort of analyzed from all, from all ends, which includes fielding trade offers for that number one pick. You know, does a team like the Colts want to come up? How much are they willing to, to give for that? Or a team like the Raiders or the Panthers or whoever it is. But it probably also involves fielding calls for Justin Fields and figuring out what a team is willing to give up for Justin Fields. And then putting all of that information together and figuring out internally what you believe the best deal to be is. I think ultimately Fields has shown enough to, to be worth giving you know, a shot on that team with, with a better supporting cast. And if I was the GM, I think I would keep fields, trade the number one pick and try and get a, a draft hall and build around fields. But I, I can see why you would go in the other way, in the other direction. So Sam, of course, like we're talking about a lot of the dominoes rely on what the Chicago bears do with that number one pick. And I think another interesting conversation would be first defensive players selected. Now, Jalen Carter seems to be the favorites at a lot of books that are offering it. Will Anderson, of course, has a case to be made, and I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up getting selected before, but naturally it depends who has the opportunity to do so. So how do you think those two guys kind of shape up and maybe how you would look to bet it based on the prices? Yeah, I think they're obviously definitely the top two guys. They're the two blue-chip defensive players in this draft. Um, I think both of them are... Both of them would have been the number one overall pick a year ago based off the players that were available then. Either one of these guys, I think, is a significantly better prospect than Aiden Hutchinson, who we thought would go number one overall, and Trayvon Walker, who ended up going number one overall. Will Anderson has been a better edge rusher, a better, a better, a more productive pass rusher than Aiden Hutchinson was basically throughout his entire career. He's got the perfect combination of size, speed, bend, burst, all the things you're looking for for a pass rusher and for Jalen Carter, honestly, the, the sort of the best uh, calling card that he has is on the best defense that college football has ever seen. He was the standout player, not any of those guys that went in the first round a year ago, not the guys that are still there. Like Jalen Carter was by far the best player on that defense um, and stood out and looked like the best player. So I think that's about as good as an, of an endorsement as you can get for his ability 
And you're right. I think a lot of it comes down to who's going to be in position to draft the first defensive player. But I think more teams would find more use from Jalen Carter. And I think it's a shallower pool of talent at interior than you're going to find for edge rushers and for Will Anderson. So I think Carter is definitely the most likely guy to be that first defensive player off the board. But there's definitely a chance that an edge rusher team winds up with that spot. So there's still a lot of moving parts, obviously, in terms of the draft, in terms of free agency, in terms of any trades that wind up coming through as well. But in your mind, are there some teams that right now you expect to be trending up as we head into the season, whether it's just transactions you expect them to complete or just teams where you like what you saw from them at the tail end of this past regular season? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a few teams that were kind of in the mix late last season and just need the right piece to push them over the top. Obviously, the Jets are the most obvious example of that. That was a playoff caliber team a year ago that didn't make it because their quarterback situation was terrible, whether it was Zach Wilson not panning out, whether it was Joe Flacco keeping the the seat warm for a few games, whether it was Mike White being injured and and not being able to kind of build on a, a promising couple of performances for him. If they can find any kind of caliber of quarterback play, and you know whether that's good in, in Derek Carr, whether that's potentially great in Aaron Rodgers, just anything better than they had a year ago, I think immediately propels that team into the playoffs and, and potentially into real contention if that defense stays the way it was and they can build on um, the receiving core from a year ago and that offensive line moving in the right direction. I think the Jets could quickly become you know, a legitimate team uh, in in the NFL. And then I think the Falcons are a, a very interesting side as well. They were actually a, not a bad team, despite, again, a pretty ugly quarterback situation and a defense that's terrible. Unlike the Jets, their defense was awful. And I think they have an offseason now to try and add some talent to the defensive side of the ball. And again, maybe find some kind of upgraded quarterback. Maybe they roll with Desmond Ritter and they're going to see what he can do over a full season. But anything better than they were getting a year ago out of Marcus Mariota, that division is there to be won, and they could be a sort of surprising player next year. Sam Munson at PFF underscore Sam, where you can follow him on Twitter and naturally all of his content covering the NFL over at Pro Football Focus. Sam, really appreciate the time, my man. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your night. Look forward to talking more draft content soon. No problem, guys. Take it easy. Absolutely. Big shout out to Sam for hopping on. The Jets, very interesting. Derek Carr could be going there. Aaron Rodgers doesn't seem maybe as likely. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. Is he out of the darkness yet? Has he emerged from wherever he was? Yeah. Would you be up to doing that? Is that something Adam Burke would want to do to figure out situations? No. No? No. No. All right. That's what beer's for. There you go. That's the easy option. Uh, when we return here on Visa Primetime, Adam and I uh, will update some news throughout the NBA with Giannis, look at our bets, talk much, much more in-game perspective here on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is v Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on v the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes a spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. If you're planning a trip to Vegas, well, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use toward dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located right here on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. So sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to the show. It is V-SIM Prime Time. I'm Danny Burke. Alongside me, my long-lost stepbrother, Adam Burke, who you can follow on Twitter at Skating Tripods. As for myself, at Danny Burke 5 And for v the sports betting network, at v Live on the tweets. We're filling in for Sean King, Tim Murray. Not the most eventful. Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, not the most eventful. So it's perfect <laughs> for me to bring this up. 
Have you ever met Danny Burke one, Danny Burke two, Danny no. Burke three on Twitter? Have you ever talked? No. To any of them? Here's the thing. Five five was my number growing up. So there wasn't a okay. one, two, three, four, five. It was just I like the number five. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, there could be a lot of Danny Burks out there. I don't know. Out of curiosity, there's only one skating tripods out there. I can tell you that. <laughs> out of curiosity, I looked up like who had the original Danny Burke, and I think the person hadn't tweeted since like 2012 or something like that. But five's not too hard to remember. Either. No, that's fine. Yeah, gets the job done. Um, speaking of Twitter, Woj had a tweet about Giannis Antetokounmpo. So we were talking about some NBA futures, and you were kind of cracking up off air as I am now because you are talking about the Milwaukee Bucks and maybe considering them in the postseason. And then literally right after we saw the tweet, um, how he suffered the sprained ligament in his right wrist. He's going to undergo treatment with the expectation, this is what Woj is tweeting, that he'll be able to return to the lineup once the pain subsides, sources told ESPN. He was examined in New York earlier today. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, look, if he's going to be back with, who knows, maybe a couple weeks in the regular season, enough time to get prepped for the postseason, they'll still be okay. Maybe it gives you more value on Milwaukee if they start slipping. Maybe. I mean, look, at this point, the only thing that really matters, for there are two things that matter to Milwaukee. One is number one seed. The other is the number two seed. Like, if you have to go on the road and play Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals, so be it. But you don't want to have to go on the road in that semifinal series against the 76ers. You know, I mean, you want to try to be at home if you can be. And and, and honestly, if you look at, you know, the uh, the home and road records, especially for the top teams in the NBA this year, they are fascinating. Teams are like 500-ish on the road. Like, it's kind of the old adage of like, well, you win, you know, 70% of your games at home and you play 500 on the road and you're just fine. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's load management. I don't know if it's teams just not getting excited to play on the road. But, I mean, obviously Denver, right, built-in home court advantage, playing an altitude, 27-4 and four at home, 14-14 and 14 on the road. Like, Nikola Jokic is still good, regardless of where they play. But they're a 500 team on the road. The Grizzlies are six games under 500 on the road. They're 24-5 and five at home. You know, Boston's been good on the road. Milwaukee's been good on the road. Cavs are 25 and 6 at home and 13 and 17 on the road. Like, I maybe the NBA is just a league where home court advantage matters. I haven't seen it matter as much, at least in my opinion, at least in the games that I've picked out in college basketball. I don't think about it at all in the NFL anymore. Yeah. In college, I think it's still overrated relative to where it should be. But maybe the NBA just we still have such a thing as home court advantage. In, I mean, also with just some of these guys who are playing, who are not playing, I mean, that's what makes it so hard, too. You got to monitor religiously in terms of what their status is going to be. I mean, LeBron James is questionable every single night, and it's mm -hmm. hit or miss whether or not he's going to go in. Same with Anthony Davis and a lot of these guys. Joel Embiid is one, and Giannis, I'm sure once he's looming to return, it's going to be reports left and right whether or not he's playing, and it's going to be frustrating, and that's what makes it tough. But you're right. I, I was kind of looking at that the other day when I was speculating maybe what teams to consider in a majority of these teams just do not have that much success on the road. It is odd. But something to keep in mind when you're betting, of course. Well, and then something I kind of wonder about with Giannis out. So the Bucks are 11th in pace, according to Pro Basketball Reference, mm -hmm. right? So with Giannis out, are they going to play faster or are they going to play slower? Because a player like Giannis goes out and the spread adjusts, mm -hmm. right? The total will adjust because the guy's scoring like 32 points per game. Right. But... What happens with the rest of the team now? Will they go with more of a small ball type of lineup and kind of go up and down the floor a little bit quicker? 
take more threes, take more long jump shots, or will they kind of slow it down, try to, you know, kind of shorten the game, so to speak, fewer possessions without your best player? You know, is that the route that they choose to go? That's something I think will be interesting to see coming out of the All-Star break. And again, the wording from Woj is when the pain subsides, he'll be back. No timetable. (laughs) Who knows what the hell that actually means. But again, when you get your first couple of games coming out of the break, I would look at their tempo. I would look at their pace and see if maybe you can figure out a way to get some kind of betting value out of the total from that standpoint. Yeah, I'll look up some of those numbers uh, a little bit deeper in terms of pace. But Milwaukee, by the way, if you're curious, with Giannis on the floor, plus 8.4 differential, uh, plus 20 in their expected Ws at cleaning the glass. Uh, Points per possession offensively, plus 3.1. And defensively, minus 5.4. So obviously we know it's going to be a big impact with Giannis out of the mix. Um, And then looking at pace, trying to see the official number here. They're like 20th in terms of, well, maybe not pace, pardon me. In terms of pace, I'm looking at Hollinger's, you know, pace factor at ESPN. He does a pretty good job. Uh, They do have listing all that. Milwaukee, eh, they're right in that 12 spot, 102.4. So they're above average in terms of pace. But like you said, we'll see how they switch things up. Are you? Do you have the lean one way or the other? Which way it's probably going to change? I mean, uh, my my thought would be they would slow down. Yeah. And and again, try to limit the number of possessions that they're exposed without their best player. But that would just be kind of speculation for me. Yeah. It, but then it's interesting too on the other side because for the opposition, then you're probably looking to try to expose this defense as frequently right. and as quickly as possible. Don't let them recover, and you're missing a big defensive piece with Giannis. So at the same time, you get both ends of the spectrum. There. Well, and they so they play the Heat on Friday, then they get the Suns on Sunday afternoon. So a relatively quick turn mm-hmm. where you're going to have some guys playing a lot more minutes than they usually do. Because I mean, Giannis, you got to you know make up a lot of time on the floor there. Then they're at Brooklyn, who obviously threw their season away. And then they play the Magic on Wednesday, uh, March 1st, back-to-back on the 4th and 5th. So at least over the next like week, they don't really have a ton going on. So, you know, we'll see how quickly he's able to get back. But as you said, I mean, it's going to be, you know, he'll, he'll be out probably for at least a couple of games. But then if it's questionable every day, it's hard to get any kind of betting angle out of that. Speaking of betting angles, couple updates here in college basketball. Uh, you and I did not touch on this one pre-flop, but how about the Mountaineers of West Virginia? They're up 38 to 21 over Oklahoma State. West Virginia closed as a six-point favorite. The movement did go their way. I think they opened at about five. Adam again, close six. Now they're leading by 17. As the first half is about to come to a close. Yeah, perfect storm here for Oklahoma State. They've already turned it over 10 times in the first half. That was a big concern. They don't take good care of the basketball. West Virginia forces a lot of turnovers. And the second thing, they're one for 11 from three. So they've already thrown away 10 of their possessions. And then they've, you know, they're one of 11 from three. So that's kind of the recipe for a blowout. And looking at this game from a macro perspective, it was West Virginia or nothing because of that turnover stat exclusively. Agreed. And yeah, they were laying as high as maybe it was 16 and a half on the live line. It's off right now, but. First half closes 40-21, to 21, West Virginia out on top of Oklahoma State. Do, uh, 16.5 is the number right now, really quick. Duke and Louisville, 16.5, also this number. Duke has surged back, right? Now they're up 42-33 to 33 at the half, Adam. Uh, total 148 in the hook at BetMGM. The over-even money, the under minus a buck 30. Shocker, Duke came back into this game. Yeah, we're basically on right on pace here, right? Duke up by 9 at the break. 
Bowl game was, what, 17 and a half? So we're pretty much on pace for that. And Louisville's even 5 of 12 from 3 in the first half. So we'll see if they're able to continue that in the second half. But, yeah, Duke started off slow, and then Louisville went, like, six minutes and scored two points, I think, for a while there. And Duke, casual 42. I mean, they went nine yeah. points eight minutes into the game. So they they figured it out. They adjusted. That's what happens when you face a bad team. But other than that, I mean, it's uh, we talked about it being a light college basketball night. It's living up to it. There's really not a whole lot going on here so far. Yeah, you're not kidding. Louisville gave us a little bit of entertainment, but then Duke started being Duke at home, and they figured some things out, presumably going to keep doing that in the second half. All right, well, Adam and I still with you for one more hour here on Prime Primetime. We've got the man himself, Josh Applebaum, hopping on to begin our three. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.